Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Richard, and I'm your announcer. We are pleased to be using our one talent to the glory of God with a desire to grow our brothers and sisters in Holy Communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The truth is revealed in the growth of the podcast in 47 countries, as well as the encouraging comments and heartfelt questions you have all sent us. We thank you for listening and sharing your experiences in prayer. And now, we are very excited to announce our October surprise. Fred also has a celebration announcement. And speaking of our host, here he is now. My friend and yours, Fred. Thank you once again, Richard, for those very kind words and your appreciation of everyone who listens. The last extended introduction, I forgot to mention how much I just appreciate most of all your friendship. And for those of you out there, I don't think we've discussed it before. Richard and I met just a few years before our mutual retirements, and I am really thankful for his continued friendship. We are coming up now to the middle of October in our October surprise, and I wanted to, at this point, truncate the introduction. Uh, Richard, by the way, that means Jordan. (laughs) Just so everybody has a little less to wade through. Quickly then, again, I want to thank everybody for listening and the encouragement that that is to me. There's been some really fantastic growth this year. And as we again thank you and Richard, obviously, Our gratitude to God is uppermost in our minds. He's given us salvation. He's given us the Holy Spirit. And it's through his mercies that this lowly slave of his even has a chance to encourage anyone who listens to a life of prayer, to a conversation with God. So thank you, Jesus, for that. His mercies also allow and even encourage us to our close communion with him. Indeed, as we have been hearing, J.C. Ryle reminds us, prayer is a command. And as it is my proclivity to stress our growing peace and assurance and joy and comfort as we make prayer our daily habit, our conversation with God, a consistent part of our lives, we again are spending this month with Pastor Ryle. He lived, and I misspoke in the first introduction, he lived in the 19th century. And we are reminded of how critical prayer is. As an act of obedience, which it is, we find our way into the presence of the Holy Father, our obedient Savior, the Son, and the indwelling Holy Spirit who energizes us in the graces of God. Thank you once again for listening. And now, let's go to the episode. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast, and I am the podcast principal. We're glad you're listening. If it is the first time you've listened, we are on day 20 of our October surprise, and our October surprise is moving along. It is amazing to me, and it's a glory to God from my perspective that we are in our fifth year of the podcast, and I am thankful for God's mercy. And it's actually not amazing or excellent at all that I am behind for the month, but it will be amazing if I can catch up and I might be able to do that. I have not been as attentive to the time frame 
So we'll keep that in mind for the rest of this month and keep moving ahead. We have some great things coming up and we'll get to those soon in our episodes. But I'm really thankful and excited. We are in, like I said, our October surprise. We are going through a book, a treatise by a man named J.C. Ryle. And it is basically showing us that prayer is a command. And we'll be looking looking further into that for the next three days specifically. As we begin, would you mind joining me in prayer? Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful day. I thank you for your mercies and your grace. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us each and every day to lead us. Lord Jesus, that your blood was shed on our behalf. And Holy Father, that not only art thou holy, but thou art loving and thou made a way for our salvation. We thank you for that, and we bless you. We bow down before you today and just pray that you will teach us to pray. Even in salvation, Father, it is your power that keeps us going and your power that protects us. We present our hearts to thee and just pray you would help us to keep from stumbling and that we would grow in our knowledge of you to remember that you will make us stand in your presence, to the glory of God. You move us each in different ways, holy God, and it is a mystery. The timing of your will and the purpose of your will, we know it will glorify you. We know it will end in our salvation. But we would just pray, I would just pray today, that you would make your people, men and women of prayer, of conversation with you, so that they would know you most fully and glorify you most fully in our enjoyment of you. I thank you that the abundant life is knowing you and not anything else. We bow before you again, committing this time. Teach us, Lord, your word. We pray in in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, we are on page eight with J.C. Ryle. Seems like we never get off page eight. But we will move forward. And we are going to start with a sentence that we have read before and then go on to the next paragraph in the flow of his treatise. Ryle says, A real hearty prayer coming from a broken and contrite spirit is worth all these things put together. And of course, the all these things are the other evidences of faith, the other evidences that we are saved. And then he goes on to say, I know that the Holy Spirit who calls sinners from their evil ways does in many instances lead them by very slow degrees to acquaintance with Christ. But the eye of a man can only judge by what he sees. I cannot call anyone justified until he believes. I dare not say that anyone believes until he prays. I cannot understand a dumb faith. The first act of faith will be to speak to God. Faith is to the soul what life is to the body. Prayer is to faith what breath is to life. How a man can live and not breathe is past my comprehension. And how a man can believe and not pray is past my comprehension too. Now we do see, we've talked about this before, Ryle does give room for spiritual growth here. God moving, the Holy Spirit moving on men and women in slow degrees in the knowledge of Christ. He does that in our spiritual growth as well. 
And then he says, kind of to me a curious question, but the eye of a man can only judge by what it sees. And you might ask, why are you judging at all as a man? And of course, he was a pastor, and of course, he had congregations and, and disciples in his life. And that is very important in the context of this. As we are trying to help people, we can only judge by what we see, discern by what we see. We can't make things up. And I think Ryle here is speaking from a mature Christian's point of view. We've talk, we talked about this a few episodes ago. It can be and should be taken, if you have no desire to pray at all, as a warning about your faith. But I don't think he's speaking that from here. He has, When he talks about comprehension, and many of our pastors, well, all of our pastors, if they're sincerely our pastors, they have been moved by the Holy Spirit. They are our chosen vessels, and they usually have a measure of maturity that goes way beyond us. My pastor right now is a very young man, and his maturity level is pretty amazing, even though he is younger. And so when Ryle says, faith is to the soul what life is to the body, prayer is to faith what breath is to life, he, can't, he doesn't understand why people aren't praying. And it's less of a statement of judgment as it is his desire, his pastor's heart. He's in charge. A true good shepherd, not the good shepherd, but a true good shepherd feeding the flock has to care for the souls of the people who listen to him. And he's displaying, he is displaying this here. And prayer is such an intricate part or should be of our Christian lives that it is past his comprehension that people don't pray. In a paragraph or two, he's going to reveal, reveal even more of his nurturing heart. And so when you ask the question, why? I think we may have covered this already. But when you ask the question, why? It's the care for souls. When we are praying before God, we are evidencing our salvation. And of course, a pastor longs to know that the people who are listening to him his congregation, do have salvation, and they are taking to heart God's word. And when he says he cannot understand a dumb faith, the mature, the mature Christian, well acquainted with prayer, can't understand that because it's so glorious and so touching and such a strength to our soul. And obviously, I didn't understand that. Part of the history of this is it took actually 20 years for me to not realize my experience with Christ was not normative. Everybody he deals with other people in many different ways. And my assumption for the longest time was the same as J.C. Riles. If you're a Christian, you pray. And I was amazed. That's why there's a podcast, because I have been amazed. But what Ryle, I think, is speaking of is that experience as a mature Christian who loves prayer. And I have mentioned this many times in our podcast as well. It's not only beyond my comprehension that there are Christians who don't pray. It's actually a great burden and sadness because there is such freedom in Christ, such abundant life, even in the midst of terrible trials and worries. We have that. And then at the same time, Maybe I'm a little more transparent than J.C. Ryle and the Puritans were about spiritual growth. We've talked about this before. You have to start conversing with God before you get better at conversing with God. And as Jesus is maturing you in the faith, 
he will also mature you in your prayer lives. So for me, I try to stay away from hitting you over the head with it. But it is. But prayer is a command, and we do need to listen. Now, growth in the Christian life is something that we know, but sometimes we don't grab a hold of. We are supposed to grow. First Peter 3, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, putting aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babes, long for the pure milk of the word, that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. But I went for many years making two critical mistakes myself. One was thinking I was way more mature than I was, and two, realizing Every Christian, we start out in immaturity. Hebrews, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, talks about his audience was immature. They were fit for only milk from the word and not meat yet. And then one of my favorite passages in, is in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, where John writes, I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you know the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. It is God's will for us to grow spiritually. And it only makes sense that we grow in our prayer lives as well. And if you'll notice, as John has written in his passage, knowing God, remember, that's eternal life. And we can't know anyone that we don't listen to or don't talk to. We can think we know them, but until we talk to them, we can't know them intimately. So, my beloved brethren, in the midst of your growth as a Christian, J.C. Ryle and his pastoral heart and my heart for God's people just encourage you, exhort you to cry out to God in obedience. Cry out to God when you're in despair. Cry out to God when you're in great joy. Cry out to God with faith. Lean not on our own understanding. Trust God. Listen to what he says. And when he tells us that we need to pray at all times and not to faint, we need to listen to that, for it glorifies him, our Savior, and strengthens our souls. Thank you, Jesus, for your commands. They are for our good, and we thank you that as we desire your commands, our salvation is more and more real to us, and as we come to you in prayer, our relationship with you is more and more real. Move fully to have mercy on us and teach us to pray. Holy God, once again, I'm praying your Spirit visits us in a special way, and that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that you do what I cannot do. Use your word and whatever is worthy here, and move your people to pray. We ask this humbly on our faces, in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Brethren, let's pray for one another.